Hey, I'm Jesse. We're in Colossians 3.16 again. Man, it's a big verse and there's a lot to it. So we're going to review it again. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Worship changes things, man. It is a powerful thing when the people of God who are filled with the Spirit of God worship God. There's stuff that happens in the heavenly realm we can't see. You know that evil exists. You get a glimpse of evil when you turn on your news. You don't have to wait long. You'll see, oh yeah, evil popped up there, evil popped up there. But did you know that the Holy Spirit likewise moves in our midst? And he is far more powerful. He is greater than the spirit that is at work in this age, the spirit of the air, as he's called here. There's something powerful that happens when we sing spiritual songs to our God and we sing together. I mean, something happens. Something happens. It's a powerful thing. It's a good thing. It's a necessary thing. So you may be totally tone deaf and the idea of having like a family worship session, they were like, okay, Jesse, the Bible study thing was, was enough. Like the, the family worship time is gonna feel incredibly corny, especially because I just sing terribly. That's all right. The Redemption Church worship band has got you, okay? <laughs> We've got you, all right? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't really lead my family in spirit in, in worship time at home either, all right? Every now and then we, we might, you know, I play guitar and I sing off key a little bit, but, uh, and sometimes I'll sing my kids to sleep you know, with uh, the creed, teaching the Apostles' Creed uh, and writing songs for them and things like that. But this, this has something to do with corporate worship. In its, large, in its original intent, the book of Colossians was written to churches that would really meet in houses. And so there's some parallels here. The, there, there's something that, something that changes among us when we are all together singing the same words as the others around us. To kind of zoom back out again, we've seen Paul calling us to unity. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. That's in verse 14. Our unity is demonstrated when we sing together in unity. Let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. Okay, this, this is parallel to the gratitude to which he calls us in today's verse. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom and teaching, admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. You go before God gratefully. I've got to tell you, there's something really, really cool happening in our student ministry at the Redemption Church. Our very first student ministry meeting, there were three students sitting on our couch. And man, uh, this past week, we I'm not sure what time you're, uh, when are you guys watching this on, on August 6th? Okay, well, the, at the time of filming, right before this, we had 20-something students at our house, and they sing their hearts out to God. And long after they go home, Jesse and I just know they've been there. Uh, uh, and it's, it's, it's a spiritual remnant in our home. There's something really, really powerful about it something incredibly unifying about it. You've got like sixth graders through 12th graders and they'd have different Bible studies. I teach them separately, but I bring them together for worship for a reason. Something happens there, they are unified. It's a really powerful thing for the sixth grader to see a 12th grader with, with her hands raised towards heaven. That's a powerful thing. When the people of God gather at the Redemption Church and we sing, that's a powerful thing. Demons flee at the name of Jesus. When the Holy Spirit of God moves upon our hearts, God is at work. I once was meeting with a student 
who was the leader of, a, of an organization that was totally antithetical to uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and totally antithetical to the whole message of this, this series we're in called Radical Family. And uh, he waited until after the youth worship service at my church in Orlando was over to sit and meet with me. And there were, there were these doors to the outside near where we were sitting. The stage was behind me and he was sitting in front of me. The door was to our side and those like rectangular windows were open to the outside world where the sun was setting as students were just kind of mingling and, and we had kind of shut down. And I was just sitting there at the altar speaking with students. He came in and he said, I wanted to sing those songs with you. But, and I'm not making this up, this, these are his words. He said, but there was this face of a demon in that window telling me that I couldn't sing along with you guys because I'm gay and God hates gay people. This is what he said, this demonic voice said to him. And so I said, which window? And he pointed at the window. And then Quentin, the guy who worked in the sound booth, tossed me some gaff tape and I just, oh, and it was black duct tape actually. And I taped those windows. I think there's probably still tape to this day. <laughs> I taped the windows shut and I sat back down and I was like, God loves you. Like the, I, I don't know if he was telling the truth. I don't know if he was making that up or if that was a genuine, like horrifying vision that he had, but it does sound like something that the devil would say. It does sound like the devil's voice that when he speaks, he, he lies. And when he lies, he speaks his native tongue. And I know that he wanted nothing more than for Darius is that student's name. Well, I call him a student. He's an adult now. Uh, to not participate in worship. Because when we sing hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in our heart toward God, everything changes. We're, we're grateful to him for all that he's done. And then our wish list kind of seems puny in comparison. And we behold his glory and we reflect back to him how awesome he is. And by stark juxtaposition, the challenges that assail us, they all just they all just become minuscule. Not because they're diminished, not because they're unimportant. I'm not trying to diminish the challenges that were waiting on you before or after worship, but I'm trying to remind you just how big your God is. I don't know how big those things actually are, but I know that they're puny compared to God. And when we worship, it just has this beautiful unifying effect. Make sure your whole family is together in worship. Sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Sing spiritual songs, sing hymns. We sing a lot of hymns at the Redemption Church. Sing the Psalms, okay, stay tuned. We got, a lot of our songs have lyrics from the Psalms, and then uh, I want to help produce an album of Psalms uh, albums. Maybe we'll bring that back. But the point is, as you let the Word of Christ dwell richly in your homes, come to corporate worship. You wanna have a radical family? Bring them to church. Sit next to each other, sing out loud. Dad, let them hear you, even if you're off key, okay? We've got great singers who sing on key for us, and they're the ones with the microphones most of the time. So you just belt out, brother, okay? You let your kids hear you sing out psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God. Let that gratitude overtake all the things that assail you in this life. If you wanna have a radical family, be a family that goes to church every single week. I will see you tomorrow where we will do exactly this. We are going to sing songs to God together.